the blind stares of a million pairs of eyes looking hard but won't realize that they will never see the pee. Oh shit, you didn't expect this. You knew we'd come back for a best movies of the year episode, but you didn't think you'd get this little nugget of sweetness uh, before then. We were far from home, but thought we need to, we need to bring it back. That's right, everybody. We're back with a review of a movie. Haven't done one of these in a while. Usually, we've been about lists uh, the most recent episodes, but here with a specific movie. If you're a, a longtime fan of the podcast, you'll remember Mark and I talking. Oh, by the way, I'm Mike, and that's uh, Mark. Mark, right? My Mark. And uh, you'll remember us talking about uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming back in 2017. For longtime listeners, will remember. And if you're a longtime listener, you will also remember we had not done a podcast for Spider-Man: No Way Home. No, uh, Far From Home. Far From Home. Far, far From Home. Mm-hmm. Just kidding. Yeah, a little harder to remember than just Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man 3. Those ones were very like, oh wait, which one comes? You know, it's not. You know, what well, was then, the name then, of that one? Then again? they got tricky because then I had to remember the Amazing Spider-Man. And the Amazing Spider-Man too. Yeah, then and, and those get confusing. So in some sense, so in some sense, the movie we're reviewing is actually Spider-Man Eight. Yes, I had to do some quick math. Yep, and and he's absolutely correct. <laughs> Spider-Man Eight, everybody. Spider-Man 8. So we thought this was worthy of an episode because we. It's, it's the biggest movie in the world. Like, like yeah. even even outside of COVID, this is like straight up one of the. Bi- this movie made more money in its opening weekend than Star Wars: The Force Awakens That's when crazy. we were all trying to go to the movies. That's crazy. Uh yeah, Star Wars had a way longer history up to that point than Spider-Man on film had had. Um, but uh, yeah, if you're worried about spoilers, if for one, first of all, I feel like anyone listening probably saw the movie. Yeah, and and honestly, like. What are you doing listening to, like, a 20-minute review of a movie you haven't seen already? Just go see the movie. Like, everyone you know has seen it. Uh, But in any event, if you are one of those people, we'll wait a bit to get into spoilers. Um, Yeah, all right. We'll wait uh, wait for you. We'll we'll let you know when when it's coming. We'll wait for you, one person. (laughs) We just got to respect everybody, Mark. Yeah, no, I respect you. I'm sure you you bring other things that are good to the world. Uh, The the look of... I just want to get to the spoilers. Okay, yeah, we'll, we'll get there. Um, so, for, can we talk about how much money this made? Because I could not believe how much money this made. What did what did the, the it, up to this point the highest grossing movie of the year was was uh, Venom two. Venom two. Well, domestically, domestically, domestically yeah, yeah. it was the biggest movie. Um, I forgot. There's a bunch of like Chinese movies that grossed like I think like close to eight hundred million or around eight hundred million. Mm-hmm. Um, I forgot the names of them, but like now globally, domestically. Spider-Man is the champion of the box office. It's in, it's and we're two amazing. weeks. We've only been this movie's only been out for two weeks. The opening weekend made I think it was a quarter billion dollars. Maybe mm-hmm. it was two. It was two sixty. It was two sixty because I think uh, Force Awakens was two fifty. Barely beat it. Barely, yeah. barely. Uh, but and I think the biggest opening weekend before was Venom. Venom two this year made like. Nine ninety million, I think ninety five million, something like that, on its opening weekend. Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, so this blew everything away. I think everyone expected it to do nine figures on uh, the opening weekend, but this is yeah, no even one expected more. it. I mean, again, just because of also the circumstances of the time, because even there's movies like 
uh, No Time to Die, right? Mm -hmm. That, like, at any other time, that movie is considered a failure if it doesn't break a billion dollars, where it's one of the biggest movies of the year. I mean, again, it's made, like, 700 million, but, like, you know, we're looking at all these movies and their box office with a slight curve, where Spider-Man is just that. That is how regular movies do pandemic or not the, yeah. the, that that that's what's amazing it was, yeah. it, well people thought uh that wouldn't be possible and we're probably guessing lower numbers because as as anticipated as this movie is and as good as it looks and as strong as the reviews were uh, uh, most pe- a lot of people still just don't want to go to the movies because you know maybe you're listening to this episode like uh, decades in the future but right now we're going through the uh, the covid-19 pandemic still and uh, that's stopping a lot of people from uh, heading to the Yeah, the well, pictures. we also just had, uh, like, the week, basically the week it came out was already the ramp up of a new variant that we had that was scaring a bunch of people. True. So but, even even that on top of just being in the pandemic and people not wanting to go out to begin with, we have a new variant and people still flock to the theaters in droves. Um, um, I know I had to see my movie on a Sunday because every showing around me was completely sold out wow so like and i know that that was kind of like across the board it broke uh pre-sales yeah. for you know like and over that's in Avengers westchester Inga. right that's and that's even... in westchester i'm not even in new york city yeah you know like... i i bought my tickets in manhattan i think like two three weeks ahead of time like the moment they went on sale i bought them that day and even then i could and i wanted to get like a you know tickets for like my friends and everything and to like a good time but even then, it was like I could only get a single seat in the very back row, uh, and in like an undes- sort of undesirable theater, not my ideal theater. But you know, I wasn't gonna miss this movie. Like that was that was not an option. Yeah, you know, that's I think like in the last two years, honestly, I want to say this feels like the first real event movie. You know, like we've yeah. had we've had ones. You know, we've had Black Widow, we've had Shang Chi. You know, yeah. we've even within Marvel, we've you know obviously had big movies, but like this was the first one where I think just unanimously, you know, your general populace said we all have to go see this. Yeah, this was a can't miss movie. Yeah. What, what do you think are the the factors that made it as such, Mark? Um. Well, I think and since we're in non spoilers, because one of my favorite parts of seeing the movie was I kept myself. Um, away from same. all the advertisements and stuff, minus yeah, minus the first trailer. Yeah, um, and and stuff you couldn't avoid the poster. No, oh, I'll I'll tell you, man. Like, po- like if I saw anything with an S, I was watching basketball and like I yeah. saw Spider Man's face yeah. and literally like like mute muting and like looking away, like I have like Tourette's or something. Like, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm not looking good. I I had the same. I was like I avoided it, like it was you know something that had traumatized me as a child mm-hmm. and I couldn't stare into it, but still. I'd be on like Reddit or Twitter, and somebody'd be like, "Look what! If you look close at the poster, you can see this." And, and I, I said, was, "I'm not reading what you gotta say." I got uh, that. Those are the only things that slipped passing. But it was I didn't learn anything you couldn't learn on the poster, right? Or the um the the first trailer. And uh, well, one of the things I want to talk to you about you a little bit later, like yeah. Once we're in spoilers, is actually like the the marketing campaign for this, because like I heard they had a completely different idea mm. uh, beforehand that I thought was pretty interesting. Yes, I heard something, um, I heard something similar. But yeah, I think I think one of the to answer your question, like just like some of the big factors are one in general, Spider-Man is one of the biggest superheroes, biggest franchises. This is way before the yeah. MCU. To you know? begin with, Spider-Man was gonna make even if this movie was just a, like a regular regular Spider-Man movie, mm-hmm. 
it was still going to make a good amount of money. It was going to, I mean, Spider-Man. and based on, and then, and then especially based on the last two movies, you know, like, I think that one fans love the MCU, you know, it we're, this is the first, I think like big movie from them that like people felt the need to go see, like this progresses that storyline further other than, you know, Shang-Chi and uh, mm. Black Widow, they kind of, you know, they keep everything kind of status quo. You know, like, yeah. we're not we're not going any further in the timeline. We're not really learning. So, like, and, you have that draw. Yeah. You, you ha- also have um, just the fact that I think that these Tom Holland movies resurrected the interest in Spider-Man. Yeah. You know, we had the old Andrew Garfield ones, and you saw diminishing returns financially off them. Great. We get this reboot, and this is a new kind of you know guide to bring everybody in you have all this awesome stuff surrounding it and so you even saw like you know um was it uh homecoming you know does like i think like 700 million at the box office mm-hmm. and then no way home or sorry far from home mm-hmm. keep messing that up uh breaks a billion dollars yeah you know so you you have you already see a kind of uptick and then you have certain mysteries and certain people that m- might interest people even outside of the mcu now. Mm. That's that's I think uh, I think you you touched upon what I I think is the biggest factor was the mystery and the secrets mm-hmm. behind this movie and the spoilers because one there's just a ton of rumors and certain uh, actors were revealed to uh, be in this movie like months before it even we even saw a trailer you know like they kind of allowed that a, to a leak. year before the movie even came out yes they they knew certain people were going to be in the movie which is kind of just the way the times are uh, there's sort of no way around that but um. Yeah, just everybody wondering what will or won't happen in this, and it felt like it mattered, and they were gonna do something that, um, like a, a we've never seen in really a Mar- uh, I don't know, yeah, you, I don't think I've ever seen anything like this. What it what it ends up being? Yeah, I mean, you know, Marvel in their TV shows have done a slight thing like this that ended uh-huh. up being really disappointing in Wandavision. Ah, uh, I know what you're, um, yeah, I know what you're getting at. This is the first time. Yeah, this is. You know what, really, another factor of this, and it's not like what brought people into the movie necessarily, but what makes this so interesting is, is this is also the first time we're seeing movie studios play with each other in a way that we haven't seen before. And so, like, this is crossing certain Sony properties with Disney properties in a way that, like, it's just unprecedented. Well, uh, yeah, for these deal, for the deals to happen and then for it to actually somebody to care enough to do it and, Mm -hmm. and to be executed like this so so let's get into it let's get into this movie um uh, maybe it goes without saying at this point the fact we were we even recorded an episode like we i really liked this movie yeah. a lot um this made me so happy i i was so happy to see this movie it was just so joyous probably the most fun I, maybe my just my favorite movie of the year in some sense I, you know and, like theater experience for sure oh uh, hands down theater i think that's the most fun theater experience i had since endgame since endgame yeah same and uh, there's for many reasons but like yeah i think it was just like maybe not in terms of quality the best movie i saw this year no but it's not. in terms of how much fun how much you know just like it, it gives you all the emotions you want to go through um and kind of like I don't know. It brought me back to being a kid and being excited watching movies. You it know, like really that, did. that kind of just pure. I'm enjoy, like I'm not critiquing. I'm just like kind of enjoying everything coming at me and just taking it all in. Yeah, I need to see what's gonna happen next, and I don't want this to end. That's kind of what I just felt. Yeah, pretty much the whole time. Um, 
So we can get into spoilers, because, like, go see this movie. Go see this movie. Please, like... Just see it. it, Um, Even if it's not your favorite movie, you're going to have fun. I'll guarantee that. Yeah, there's there's no way you don't. Uh, Maybe if you haven't seen every Spider-Man movie... Maybe you'll be a bit confused, but you should be able to piece it together. And you know. although, although, like, definitely, if you watch all the Spider-Man movies up oh. to this point, this movie will be so satisfying. Oh my God, yes. Uh, and Mark, that's exactly what I did. I had a, I had a little Spider-Man movie marathon uh, by myself in my apartment, mm. going through the previous seven movies uh, to get to this one. Mm. And uh, let me tell you, that decision paid off. Yes, indeed. Oh, it did. I actually, I, uh, I had a friend of mine, uh, she had not watched any of the Spider-Man movies, but okay. uh, she watched all the MCU movies, and so really enjoyed those, mm. and so we were planning on seeing this movie together, so yes. so I was like, yo, we have to watch all the Spider-Man movies up to this point, point. Okay. I was like, maybe Venom. We, I ended up showing showing them the right amount of venom. The right amount. I was gonna the say the right amount of it. At, is that just the the? It was the just the post credit scene. Yeah. It was just the post credit scene, that's and that's I all I, we needed to do. That's but fine. like, yeah, it's just I think that's what makes this so cool. And I think now we can fully get into spoiler. Yeah, uh, yeah. Please talk. Is is this is the amalgamation of basically twenty years of Spider-Man movies? Literally twenty years. Yeah. yeah. Uh, straight up twenty. Years. Actually, no. Ni- wait, nineteen? No, twenty. Yeah, 20, uh, no, 19. 2001, right? Wasn't it 2002, the first Spider-Man? Oh, no, you're right. 2002 is the There's first the year, Spider-Man. the year after 9-11, because the first Spider-Man... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the very first Spider-Man movie with Tobey Maguire from 2002 ends with Spider-Man, like, on a rooftop, like, saluting the American no, flag, No, no, basically. no, no, it's even, it's even worse than that, is uh, the, teaser, the teaser for the movie has Spider-Man um, stopping a helicopter, like, mid-flight. It's actually really cool. Okay. Uh, in a spider-web between the Twin Towers. Oh, okay. Which you kind of can't... Uh, yeah, you you can't. Okay. Yeah. That was the original ending, you're that, saying? Well, that was... No, not the original ending. That was just the ending to the original trailer. Okay, so we don't even know what that scene would have done. Honestly, it, it, it seemed like it would have been like kind of like, you know, a cool thing to tack on at the end of the movie. Like, yeah. yo, Spider-Man's still saving crime and all that, you know, jazz. Like, it doesn't seem like it would have been a pivotal story point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, the uh, that was I felt that though, because I am pretty sure at the end of that Spider-Man, the first one, and he's like, the, there's a big American flag like flapping behind him. Yes, there is that. Yes. And he and it's like Spider, you know, it, they don't say it, but they're basically saying like Spider-Man, he's the American hero. God bless America. And I'm well, like, they're, was they're, that well, really ever Spider-Man's mo was America? I thought no, it was they just... just had to do that. They also, you know, what scene they had to put in the first Spider-Man is the New York, uh, like they literally reshot it after 9/11. Like yeah. New York gangs together. So there's a there's a part where Green Goblin is like. He has, like, a train car of, like, hostages on one hand, yeah. and then Mary Jane on the other hand, and it's the Batman Forever where he's going to drop both at the same time, and the hero has to choose right. which one lives. And then all of a sudden, Spider-Man gets saved because, like, there's a bunch of New Yorkers, like, hurling, like, crap at him from, like, a bridge. Right. And they're, like, they're literally like, you don't mess with New York! Like, you get the bullhorns! Like, they, they're saying like, all this, like, super New York, like, gangs up together, and it was, like... You know, kind of like a 9-11, like, yay New York Is it, uh, uh guys, is it that one or the next one that I thought the line somebody says is, you mess with one of us, you mess with all of us, or something like that. That's also what he says, what one of the guys says to Doc Ock, <laughs> like, in, yeah. in the train when they're about, when he's trying that's to like, kill what Spider-Man. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Is that Joey Diaz's line? Because he's, he's in that, uh, he's in the, he has, like, one line. Joey Diaz, a yeah. stand-up comedian, for those that don't know, uh, he, but he's, like, for one second in, uh, in Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2, 2. <laughs> on the train, because he's just the New Yorkist guy. 
He's the most New York man. Yeah. yeah, even though I don't, I think he's like Cuban and like from Doesn't maybe Jersey or something. Like that but... actually, that actually makes him the most New York man. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's, <laughs> that's his qualification. <laughs> that actually, you could, couldn't be more New York. Uh, I mean, maybe if he was Jewish too, then then he'd oh, really God. have the total oh, yeah. <laughs> New York package. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so Mark and I, I really like the Tobey Maguire movies. Rewatched them all, and uh, I think even on this rewatch, maybe it's just because I was excited to watch uh, this new one, No Way Home. But I, I thought they were all actually pretty good. I didn't end up hating any of them like I thought I did, except the Amazing Spider-Man Two, which is still noticeably problematic. But um, it's still pretty entertaining. Yeah, no, it's got a lot of good aspects to it. Well, I'll tell you this, Mike, because I felt the same way myself rewatching all the Spider-Man movies, right? Mm-hmm. But I was able to see it through fresh eyes, and I'm not mm-hmm. gonna lie, there was a lot of laughs, especially at the dialogue uh, for the Sam Raimi ones. In the corniness. In the corniness, yeah. and in a lot, especially the first movie. I actually noticed, at least for myself, I still really like the first movie, but I think it's more nostalgia now. Is um the acting is pretty horrendous in the, in the first movie. I uh I concur. I concur. Yeah. The, it's just and the the dialogue which I think like they improve like they they make sure to improve on in the second movie. I even think they make fun of it. Yeah. Is uh you know it's just there's a lot of like sappy love dialogue that just doesn't really feel realistic or right. Yeah. Um, but then at the same time I think for the time period you always got to remember that this movie came out with no this was the template. Mm. You know, this created the template for movies to come after it. Yeah. So you got to give it a certain amount of passes, you know. Um, yeah. And by the way, I think that this movie... And the fun factor is there. And, oh, the fun factor is definitely there. And I think what's cool about uh, Sam Raimi movies and the Spider-Man movies about this new movie is that I think that the they actually listen to what fans have said about these movies, the good and the bad. Mm. for all these years yeah. and actually improved on things in this new movie that you know fans always kind of had you know small gripes about like even if you liked the movies you still kind of had a few issues with like for instance one scene that I loved in this new movie is is um or one actor I loved in this was um, William Defoe is Green Goblin oh my god who I thought I, was incredible I, Sure, Mike, yeah. tell me. I don't know if you heard this, but like for like the last twenty years, a lot of people always complained about the fact that why the hell did they make him wear a mask in the original Spider-Man movie? It's right. stupid. He literally, the man looks like a golf. <laughs> Let him just wear his face, right? <laughs> but for whatever, they give him the motorcycle helmet. But in this new movie, yeah. I feel like they listened to fans about that. Mm. Went. This guy is an Oscar like you know like like powerhouse his, over here. His evil grin is an all time great evil grin. It's, it's fantastic. It's so good. Uh, he's one of my favorite actors ever, and he fucking there's some fucking awesome performance in here, but he really I think he really yeah, kills in, it. In terms of acting, I think he is like one of the scene stealers. Like he, every he's, scene he's in, he's he takes it. He's so good, and they even give him the line of. Uh, I'm someone I'm a of a scientist, scientist. myself. Yep, yep. Which is, uh, you know, a nod to, like, a line in and the first one. And I'm sure, like, you know, like my, my theater freaking loved that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, all those, like, well, seeing it early on, you know, you uh, you get all the Spider-Man fans that are just so hyped about all these, like, little things. They appreciate the the nods to the the franchise and the big reveals as, as characters slowly, re- like, return. And uh, I don't know if your theater was like this, but every villain, pretty much, that returned got, like, a big ovation and then obviously the when 
uh, Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire come back. Like, huge ovations. Yeah. And people, people like, it was like a religious experience in there. Like There there was three guys, I remember, in front of me, like in the mm-hmm. row in front of me. And, by the way, I didn't even get mad at this. I totally understood it. Is when Tobey Maguire got up on, on screen, you just like literally the three of them like, shot up and started clapping. Like, they, they were yeah. just like that psyched that that was going down. Yeah. And I was clapping. I was clapping. Yeah. I, I was, again, that's why I said this felt like Endgame, where it was just like all like... You know, all the joy of what brings you to the movie theaters yeah. was was in that theater. It really felt like watching the the, I mean, the whole movie as a whole, but but seeing Andrew Garfield and even more so Tobey Maguire come back mm-hmm. for this movie, like the physical moment of watching that felt like a like a big cultural thing. Like I was like, yeah. this is some this is a big deal right here. Like we are getting a story arc of like life, you know, because it's it's not just it's not just the Spider-Man from like another universe coming back, but obviously it's you know you're you're being brought back to your journey as a viewer with Spider-Man, mm-hmm. and from the beginning being like, wow, look at look how how much ground we've covered here. Exactly, and and you know speaking of arcs, I think specifically for Andrew Garfield's yes. Spider-Man, I think that this completed an arc for him that he. I mean, you know, now with the success of this movie, I think there's um, actually some things up the up the pipeline for him, which is kind of cool. Yeah. But like, you know, he actually has maybe my top three moments in the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the part where he catches Mary Jane. Yeah. And he just has this which moment a... where he's just like asking her, and he's like about to cry, like, "Are are you okay? Like, are you okay?" And that goes back to his his uh you know the ending of spider-man 2 where gwen stacy dies Mm -hmm. and technically for his spider-man since that's the last movie that was going to be the end of his arc which is not complete obviously yeah where this movie just geniusly in one move like think about that 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 scene lasts what 15 to 20 seconds yeah and it completely closes an arc on a character an arc you didn't even know was was still exactly and you do you if up to this point you let's be real you didn't even care about yeah. I mean, I know there's fans of the Andrew Garfield movies. Like, I don't think they're, like, you know, complete, like, terrible, like, you know, trash. But, you know, we weren't going to get another one. A lot of – most people seemed okay with that. But, like, he he was a great Spider-Man. Like, he deserved to have closure. And, like, yeah. it's weird how, like w- like, you could tell, like, as fans we wanted that for him. Yeah, I didn't – I wanted – you wanted that for the character, for him and his career. And, and the actor, yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, Andrew Garfield has been killing it the last like oh, yeah, few no, years but in like, general. But you know, like it crushed him that he lost Spider-Man. Yeah, you know, because he especially was, ending, he, yeah, ending on that note, such a like a, a downer. You're like, that's like I got fired from the thing I always wanted to be since I was a little kid. Like that's yeah. got to sting you. But now yeah. it's like you know, I mean, honestly, like also just like look what like a few years of time can change. Also, yeah, like drastic changes. Like he, he was vilified, and now like. You know, we might be getting more of his movies. That's true. That's that's amazing. I love. Uh, well, you know, there's rumors about that, but that'd be really cool. Um, Andrew, because Andrew Garfield definitely, in in my eyes at least, I I've been more and more appreciative every year that passes by. Um, and seeing him in like Tick Tick Boom this year, where he just it gives like a powerhouse performance and kills it so hard in a in a in like a. a a, a possessed kind of way how how into it he is um he's such a good actor and, and i think next to willem dafoe maybe even on par he probably has the best performance of the movie because he's really 
he really emotes and is is just such a good actor. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what, man? Like, I, just thinking about it, because, like, you know, me and you both watch a lot of movies, and we know kind of how, you know, like, a lot of actors will tend to approach certain projects, right? And so this could have been, um, like, two roles for Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield. Like, one, I was surprised at how much they were in the movie, which I, like, I, I thought they were just going to kind of pop up towards the end and just be like, hey, like, you know... And they turn out, like, I love the scenes where they're just, like, actually working with each other as scientists. Yes. And I just, like, I thought it was cool that, like, Tommy Maguire especially yes. could have totally just came and phoned this in. You know, yes. just, hey, I'm back, whatever. What? No, they, they tried and actually, like, he sank right back into his character. I don't know if you even, I didn't even know this until I saw the movie. I, I went to go check out, like, you know, like, what's he been doing lately? Right. He hadn't done a live-action movie since 2014. I was about to say, I was just about to say that. Yeah, he is, uh, he's he's very, it's so, I mean, it's so cool to see him in here. And the way that uh, John Watts or whoever, whoever is involved in Kevin Feige and everybody involved in making this movie understands all these characters so well. And every, every way they interact with them speaks to what has been told about their characters to up to this point mm-hmm. and is is always just like satisfying to see or or funny and or as something to something to like give you there yes well that's what i think is like that's why like i think marvel is doing so much better than dc is because kevin feige also been there since the start he has producing credits on the original spider-man movies. oh does he was yeah. he oh, he's, okay. he's still like the the first hulk movie like so he's seen all the ups and all the downs he's seen yeah. all the rights and all the wrongs that they made that's why i think when oh. he got full creative control dude you notice a lot of the the weird crap in like older superhero movies weren't yep. there because he he knew the things that people liked that makes so much sense because he's <clears throat> i've never i didn't realize that but now that i think about it it's like you're there every step of marvel watching you know your guy like it's you know it's like if you're a, a, a record producer or something and you know you put out an album that everybody doesn't like and you're you're probably like that sticks with you you're like fuck i thought that was you know good or or you're like a manager of like a, a boxer or like a, a team and you you lose and you know why you lost and like years and years past you're like i know why we lost that game like mm-hmm. i know what we could have done differently and you never stop thinking about it and now you have a, finally have an opportunity to uh right all those wrongs and realign anything you you they literally fixed all the problems with the other movies by making this movie exist i didn't mm-hmm. think like you were saying it's like amazing that they made they made those other movies amazing spider-man now feels more complete if you go back and watch yeah. it uh and same with the other ones it, it's something i didn't even think it, this could do right it, and that's <clears throat> that's what i think is great about this movie is like it gives you so much more than you even thought you wanted <clears throat> you know and i think that's the mark of like a good movie is just all right, like not only are we gonna give the fans what they're anticipating, mm-hmm. what they what they're kind of fiending for, we're gonna give you more on top of that. Not only do you get this gourmet meal, you get free dessert, you yeah. know. And that's that's kind of like you know even even like um, again like even guys like Green Goblin, who like some fans of the last twenty years felt like was a little wasted, yeah. having died in the first Spider-Man movie, yeah. No, we we get another crack at you know Willem Dafoe. You know we we get to see the Goblin that you guys wanted 20 years ago. We're getting him now. Here he is. You uh, love it. And because it's like yeah, they did so much more than they needed to do. You could have just had 
the, you could have just phoned this in and just had the other old Spider-Man show up and just fight together and defeat the villains and like I'm so happy. Mm-hmm. That's great. But you know they they understood these characters, this series, everything that everything that mattered and it's it's just like yeah I was just I was hypnotized completely yeah. hypnotized the whole time and again understanding all the little details of why we love these or why we debate these or mm-hmm. why we um, one of my favorite little scenes is when they're all like you know working on the you know it's like all the Peters working together and then they go to Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man yeah like where are your web cartridges yes wait wait what do you mean <laughs> web car- what, are, what are those wait it just comes out of your wrist <laughs> Where, where else does it come out of? Yeah. He says something like, "How do you do that?" He's like, "I've never, I've never not known. I just, you just, just, just do, do it." it. <laughs> like that's, uh, that was awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's this fun little, and they even recreate the meme where they're like uh, pointing, pointing at, each at each other, other. and stuff, and uh, all those little, every little thing adds up. Um, so yeah, Mark, I think we've, I think we got to the essence of our feelings of why uh, this movie's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, not perfect. I mean, there are there are better movies. It's not a five out of five. No, I'd, I'd even say, because like I, right now as we're talking, I'm looking at Mike's um, letterbox page, and I actually have the same rating. Mm. And I, let me just ask you this, because Mike has it at a, at a four, I also have it at a four. But I'll be real with you, I know when I put that four down, it's really a three and a half in terms of the, like, the story is not that crazy. It's, like, very par for the course. My enjoyment absolutely pushes it to a four. Like, yes. like it, it, it solidifies it as a four, because, like, this brought out all the things that I love about movies mm-hmm. in in this movie. Yes. Uh, yeah, no, there's definitely, like, a bunch of generic um, uh, sections of the movie where... It's a, little, it's a little messy. Like, the first... I'd say, like, the first hour of the movie, I kind of had no idea. Like, I was like, where is this movie going? Yeah, the movie's, like, almost... It's, like, two hours and 40 minutes or something. It's, like, pretty long. It's definitely the longest Spider-Man. So, and I don't know if every... I mean, I wasn't. I wanted. It, I wanted to. See, again, this is where your like your critic brain and your fan brain fight because like I didn't want this movie to end and I loved every second of it. But at the same time, I'm like, ah, oh, there's things we could have cut. Yeah, exactly. Like, the critic to. in me said we could have totally cut out like 20 minutes of this movie and and maybe made it tighter. Yeah. You know, or like rewrote a few of the villains. Like. Yeah. But the other side of me could have taken four hours of this movie and had no problem. Um, so Mark, uh, just to wrap up, let's, let me, let me ask, I'm going to throw a few things about, at the, about the movie at you. Mm. We'll do a, what, what's this called? Rapid fire. What's the, is the rapid fire? Yeah. Rapid fire. What was that? Uh, that's what they call it in the views. Um, Aunt May dying. Aunt May dying. Loved it. The way they did it. Okay. That so, bitch should be dead. <laughs> if you could have seen Mark's face at first, it was just like, yes, anybody that dies makes me feel good. That makes me feel good because I'm living. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I mean, because you know what, like, I think I, I heard this from, like, a few other people, and I felt the same way, you know, so obviously it's not the most original thought, but, like, you know, mm-hmm. we all assume that we saw, like, you know, that, like, Peter went through his Uncle Ben moment. Yep. But, you know, because, like, there's a few illusions in the other movies that make it seem like, but this is his, like, you know, I've heard this from a lot, this is basically three movies to get to his origin story. This is how yeah. Spider-Man, like, at the very end of the movie, that is actually Spider-Man being, becoming the real Spider-Man. Spider-Man. And we, didn't even, we didn't even know that he wasn't Spider-Man yet. Yeah. Um, and then again, like, Marissa Tomei, like, you, you love her in the last two movies. Mm-hmm. And then again, I thought it was a great switch up of having her say, with great power comes great responsibility. Oh, dude, that hit, that hit hard. And, uh, it's very sad because you don't, you really, you truly don't expect it, and then it's like, 
you know, I mean, it's like when someone dies in life, they're like, they were just there, you know? Yeah. It's and, like, and you know what? Uh, you because we didn't mention this yet, uh, you know, all the great acting in this movie, I thought this is the best performance that Tom Holland's given. Oh, and, he... and, and at least in movies that I've seen him in, this is, I think he's, he's hit those emotional, like when, when Aunt May was dying, yeah. I actually felt like... I felt for him. The other yeah. moment like that, actually, is a couple, I mean, him in the, the uh, Endgame, Infinity War, like his moments with Tony are hit mm-hmm. similarly. And then uh, there's the moment in Homecoming, too, where he's like trapped in like under some rubble. And, and he has like... this realization that he can't actually do it all on his own mm-hmm. and he does need help. Oh yeah, no. You know, and he, that's that's not, another. Not to say he was ever bad. I just feel like this one is like his acting was put to the forefront. Yeah. And he really, he's shown a lot of growth. A couple other things. Um, Charlie Cox, loved it as Daredevil. The moment I saw, the moment I saw his um, st- like walking stick. The, the cane. Yeah. yeah, the cane. Yeah, there, whatever it was. I got like some some jumpies oh, going I... on, and then. And then, by the way, like, I love how they introduce him because it's a cool way. Like, you don't have to watch the Netflix yep. series. He just catches, like, a thing and thrown... Like a brick. Like, yeah, like a brick. Yeah. How'd you do that? I'm a, I'm a really good lawyer. <laughs> That's all you need! That's all you need! Oh, that was great, yeah. I, I, you, part of me wanted him to do more, and then it's like, Mike, do you want, like, a five-hour movie? Well, kind of, but... You do know, you just want a Daredevil movie? Kind of. Yeah, I hope that... That's cool if he, he... Even if he's just their lawyer, and, you know, maybe he doesn't do anything till Avengers, like, 5 comes out or whatever, then, uh, you know, that, 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 that was cool enough. Because that was the one thing... Even though I was able to mostly avoid spoilers, like confirmed spoilers at least, I think I kind of knew in the in my heart, in the back of my head, everybody that was gonna show up right. in this movie. So I wasn't I wasn't really surprised by anything except that that, and then Aunt May dying outright shocked me. I was just Aunt like, May dying. Wow. I had no I had no idea that was going down. Though other than that, I more or less predicted the big yeah. note to this movie. I mean, we but... we saw Alfred Molina already, you know, right. as Doc. Which, by the way, love love the his de aging was very very good. Yes, he and like he, near flawless. He's still very he's very good too, and I enjoyed his arc uh, as well. That when they fix the chip and he um, it ends up helping them and oh, and you know what? Um, making Jamie Foxx an actual cool villain. Yeah, they they. Uh, I like that too, but uh, the way that they explain that away is, of how it is very just like he's like I feel different in this universe. I'm yeah. Like, hmm. All right. <laughs> Movie. I just want to be Jamie Fox. I feel like Jamie Fox got that in his contract somehow, or or maybe it just made sense to well, do. And, and well, you also just recently saw Amazing Spider-Man two again. Yeah. It's like the heat. Like I can't imagine how they made Jamie Foxx so like Jamie Foxx is one of the coolest people walking on Earth right now, yep. and they made him like the lamest guy ever. Well, he pulled it off. He's a good actor. Uh, everybody in this movie's um, so good. All right, last uh, um, Tony Tony uh, Rever Re, Tony Reveroli Revol, Ravi, Ravioli Reveroli uh, Rever Revolori uh, the guy that plays the bully. Flash. Flash. Flash, 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 Flash. Yes. What do you think of his arc in this? Uh, these three movies. Um, I assume he'll be back for you know the next movie. Yeah. Um, I you know what I actually loved just even from Homecoming, love this take on Flash. Yeah. Cause like you know what in like in this new like you know in this generation he would be the bully. It's not gonna be this like you know this like giant Joe Manganiello, you know, guy that was in the Tobey Maguire movies, you right. know, who's, like, actually just, like, a beef, 
because again, gentlemen, right? This uh, this Tom Holland Spider Man's a little more grounded in reality, and you know, you could in, meet in these, certain ways, yeah. yeah like you in, can in meet terms these of people. yeah, in terms of like the characters, like they all feel realer than any of the other movies. Yeah, they don't they don't they're not just cartoonish comic book. You know, it wasn't like old executives going like, "How are we gonna make Peter Parker a nerd?" All right, uh, Andrew Garfield's gonna wear a hoodie and uh, skateboard the whole movie. You know, like Flash Thompson, he's he's just like a rich kind of douche. Whose parents don't really like, you know, give him enough attention, so, so he, he lashes out at people. Like that's that's perfect in my he, mind. He, you can tell he's just hollow and sad inside. And he, and he just wants, like, you can tell at the he end wants of the day, loved. he wants friends. Like yeah. he he hates on Peter, yet you can kind of tell he also wants to be the dude's friend. Um, final thoughts. Final uh, thoughts. just really awesome time. Like I can't believe we got something that, like, this is this is Spider-Man Eight. You know, like, this is so cool that we just got something that is, you know, the the arcs, the the stories, the amalgamation so of 20 unique. years. So unique. Just very cool to see uh, that this exists in any regard. I'm, I'm very happy this movie exists. That's really what it comes down to. And, yeah. Um, hell yeah. So go watch it. Uh, next time we'll, we'll do the top movies of the year. We got a few more to see, I think, and then... Yeah. I definitely we'll, got to catch up on a few. There's, there's a handful missing, but, but we'll... You know, but we don't need to be one of those podcasts where they're like release the best movies of the year like at the beginning of December. No, we're gonna see everything. We're not. Yeah, gonna and just... you know what? Like, how did you see all the movies this year if December's not even over yet, son? Yeah. So, so I'd expect it in January. Um, and uh, yeah, happy holidays, happy New Year. Till next time. Stay saucy. Peace. What you can't see